1: a chance to write his name in Huddersfield town legend. And he takes that Welcome to episode 127 of the Andy Takes That Chance podcast, the podcast which provides you with cheap access and leaves you feeling frustrated after 90 minutes of sheer toil. We're back to a solid bank of four this week. Uh, our Spanish cohort overlapping down the right-hand side is more Danny Adams than Andy Holdsworth. It's Cesar cosper And down the other side, a man with a quiet voice on the podcast, hoping that you'll hear him loud and clear this week. It's John Poza, And in the middle, you've got a slender and bulk combination, treading as light on his feet as Aaron Hardy. It's Simon Copland, and I'm your host, Matt Shaw. You all right, Giants? How are we doing? Well, good, mate. Yeah. Matt. Yeah, well, good.
3: Not, bad, mate. not too bad
1: at all. We're joined by our online uh, 17 people watching online at the moment. If you could let us know if you can hear as loud and clear, that'd be great. And also let us know, has Pozza made a successful return with a pair of headphones? That is what everybody wants to know. Can you hear Pozza? That is what we want to know. So uh, welcome back, everyone. Before we get going, we'll, we'll get into uh, the sponsor, Magic Rock Brewing, sponsor this podcast. And we're very grateful that they do do so. Uh, check out uh, shop.htfc.com for merchandise that Magic Rock have currently got on the go. And also there as well, if you check out magicrockbrewing.com. And if you want to buy some beers, you can get 10% off with A-H-T-T-C-10. Right then, guys. Uh, let's move on to the game. Huddersfield Town 1, Swansea 1. Low ticket prices, big momentum, big expectation. Uh, how do you think we did, uh, Pause.
3: Um, Overall, I don't think it were as great as what it could have been. First 30 minutes, I thought we were, uh, we were all right. We, we obviously got off to a great start, um, got the, took the, took the goal well. Um, ben Hamer made a fantastic save from O'Brien just before, just before that. Um, and then we, we sort of, as it, as it went on, we sort of faded from, uh, from the match and Swansea got a bit of a foothold, and we couldn't, we just couldn't seem to get going. Um, we couldn't seem to get ball off them. Um, and they, they, once they got into the stride, they were um, the better side and we just didn't seem to be able to uh, to get going again. Second half.
1: You're on the move, mentioned
3: many, many times. Yeah, sorry, I've just got a little puppy and <laughs> he's just decided to go out for a week, so I oh, to right. get up and let him out, sorry. Um, no worries, mate. Yeah, second half, Swansea came out and, and bossed it and that, that goal were always it always coming, I think, Sanani going off and uh, Scott Eye coming on, obviously. Changed the dynamics a little bit in the middle, and uh, yeah that goal was inevitable really and it was a little bit sad to see us not try and uh, play up front foot a little bit more didn't seem to stick up front um, Ward were a little bit isolated and you know a few bad touches a few bad passes yeah one of those really frustrating more than all else I wouldn't say that we played particularly poor I just thought Swansea were, were just better than us uh, whether or not we a little bit of tiredness in the squad or what I don't know it were. Going one nil up and then, you know, O'Brien uh, with that ball across, you know, I look back and it's just kind of hit by name rather than making a save. If that goes in, I think it's 2-0 and it's, you know, game's ours there. But Swansea just seem to grow in confidence, whereas we seem to go the other way. And it always seems to be the case when, you know, we get a lot of fans in and I don't know if, it, if nerves filter on from the crowd onto the pitch. Uh, a lot of people there... We'd probably not have been down as regular as what you know some others might have been coming down, expecting maybe a little bit too much from from people, and you know it all feeds onto onto the pitch and how and how players perform and stuff like that. So overall, I'd, I'd say it we're really disappointing.
1: After Cause really Well, what else? Cause Ben Hamer. Hola, Bonapones, Hola, Ben buenas. Hamer, uh, say his best game ever at the Jen Smith Stadium, I think, which <laughs> is pretty annoying considering he spent two and a half years with us, but. You know, he was outstanding. Uh, we'll talk about Lee Nichols in a, in a little while as well, who was our man of the match. Um, how did you see it from your point of view? Because for me, first half, I thought Huddersfield got the tactics spot on. The the idea was to quickly cut through uh, Swansea. Um, it's the first time I've actually sat there because everyone always makes the comparison, don't they? Carlos against Bielsa. And I just don't think it's ever, there. there's ever really much of a comparison. But I did see a very sort of, uh, those methods coming through town were very quick and direct on the attack you know moving forward, and the goal where Danny Ward spread it to josh Caroma was was outstanding um a good goal Danil Sinani. Uh, town looked good first half, but I thought the the cha- the the issue really was that at half time we lost Daniel Sinani, who uh, apparently has a bit of a hamstring knock uh Sinani was doing a lot of the uh, high press uh and town you know him and Ward were doing that in tandem, and Swansea were struggling to play around us, but as soon as Scott High came on. I thought that was the wrong sub from Carlos personally, um, and Scott Hyde couldn't quite fit into that position. And then Swansea just played through us, and, yeah. and you know, played through the press, and that really forced us backwards really second half into into sort of retreat mode. How did you see that, and did you think those that sub in particular was? I don't know what else Carlos could have done, but what you know, what how was your view of that second half in particular?
4: Well, it's weird. It reminded me of the old football manager game, you know, where all of a sudden it's like, Uddershield have control of the game, it used to say on it, didn't it? And then the next thing is, it's Swansea have control of the game. And yeah. despite, like, making four subs and stuff, you couldn't get it to change. It was always, they had control and you're thinking, bloody hell, we'll take a point now and that as so, well. It was such a strange game. I, I think there's a bit of complacency uh, in the fan base. And certainly with me, uh, yesterday we won up their poor, the 17th, you know, we're all over them. Yeah, we're going to win two, three, four nil and stuff and... Uh, you've got to put it in, haven't you? You've got to put the effort in. And uh, I just thought, second half, it was incredible. What a turnaround there. I never saw that coming at all. And obviously, Sinhani were uh, playing OK, but I wouldn't like to say it was all down, down that that we just lost total control. And I've got to say it's a good point, guys, because when they scored, I, I know you could kind of count the, well, the Blackpool game and, you know, same with Blackburn as well, when they kind of levelled up and, and stuff and like that as well. You're thinking... And we obviously went down and won it, but I thought there's only one winner when they scored. There were 12 minutes, we were gone, we were done. We had nothing on the bench, no energy in the team, and I was happy to get the point all day long. And to be honest, mate, they should have won easy, easily. That header in injury time, what were the guy's name is, I tweeted it out. But I'll incredible, if it was who added it? Incredible miss, mate. Incredible miss. I think, Paul, you must be the other side of that, and you're just like that's going in. You must have just given it up. Incredible when it went wide, but yeah, just strange. And it can happen in football though, sometimes it makes no sense and that's why I think we love the game where, you know, you're just thinking there's only one winner here and I don't know if you're betting in play and stuff and you're at the game, you're there's only there's only one winner but I, I thought we were we were better than them in the first half but not like total domination as well, the Lee Nichols were always kind of, you know, in working, uh, you know, at times and stuff so, but yeah, they were good and... Uh, I think it sums up the division to me, Matt. You know, we can say, yeah, we're six and we're seventeen, but it makes no sense whatsoever. We saw Derby beat Sheffield United yesterday, you know, Derby, you no know, wages and what have you and stuff on that as well. But it don't make any difference, does it? You've got to turn up on your day. That's why I love the division and to be honest, I'm glad for the point really. But can you can imagine most people living the ground I expected them three points, but certainly when we took the lead and that as well. But I just think I don't know. I'm some a bit older, maybe and a bit wiser. I just thinking this is a real town. Nothing's ever that simple. Wise man. and things
1: definitely debatable on that one. I think Cosy. I don't know about this wise <laughs> thing. <laughs> but uh, Sai, how did you see it? So welcome back to the podcast. You know, for those that don't know, Simon welcomed a little boy into the world, didn't you, Sai? So fantastic news for you and uh, Cheers, your mate. other half. And again, congratulations from us. You know, it's uh, there's not much not much better than uh, than you know having kids. It's uh, it's really great. Um, Si, you you were at the game on Saturday. I thought Flynn Downs for Swansea was an was absolutely superb. I thought he was the best player on the pitch. Him and Matt Grimes especially were were fantastic. Um, I, I I agree with a lot. A lot of, I agree with a lot of what Cosie says there. I think second half. You know, I do think the Sinani substitution was. You know, and Carlos alluded to that in his press conference as well. That you know, bringing Rhodes on was probably a step too late because you know we needed to press higher up the field. But I think Swansea really, as much as at times it was quite dull. They took us to the Rondo Valley there, didn't they? And sort of passed around us a little bit at ease at times.
5: Yeah, you know, you know I'd compare it to, I'd almost compare it to the um, England second innings in the test early today. Um, where I thought we were dominating. Shite! Kind of like, <laughs> 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 so, you know what, we kind of dominated that, that kind of first middle session, didn't we? Kind of burns and Crawley at the top of the order. We looked quite good in the same way. Huddersfield looked quite good for the first 20 minutes, half an hour yesterday. And then it was just kind of one-way traffic from that point onwards in the way it was one-way traffic with the Australian bowling attack. Um, it's a loose analogy there from me. But um, yeah, it kind of echoed everything kind of Poz and Cozzy said. I think the one missing for me was, you mentioned previously, Matt, around High being the wrong sub. I think the absence of Holmes really showed there. Whether that had been Holmes from the start or Holmes off the bench as a replacement for Sinani would have given us that kind of, press that you talk about. But actually we probably lacked options there. Um obviously maybe John Russell could have come in but would have probably done quite a similar job. And yeah, with, with that the momentum really just shifted to Swansea, didn't it, at half time and we couldn't seem to, to switch momentum quite quickly. We were hanging on for the for the one nil kind of win and um I think Swansea got, got what they deserve, if not more in the end. So um yeah, kind of uh, slightly disappointing particularly with the crowd and what have you. I, I just felt actually for a couple of players Almost the the occasion was a bit too big for them. I think there was, there was a lot of build-up to that game. £5 pound a ticket, a sell-out, there was lots of talk on social media. And I think particularly in that kind of second half from 70 minutes onwards, there was quite a few loose passes, kind of a few heavy touches, and it almost felt like the, the pressure and the occasion kind of got to a few of the players, really.
1: Yeah, think, that's fair uh, enough. I yeah, think Dwayne Holmes be... is a good point there, Pause, isn't it? Definitely.
5: Yeah,
3: I was just going to say as well. We, you know, the the, lot, the options that we had were limited, and I think bringing Scott Hyde on obviously is a completely different player to to Daniel Sonani, and it looked almost like Lewis O'Brien had just been sort of pushed wide of the, th- you know, to the right of the three. Um, and Scott High obviously just sat in, sat in between, so not only did you lose that press from Sonani as well. Oh,
4: it's you know, how bad was Scott High? Sorry, put him—he um, didn't even—he passed to their players twice with absolute. What were he doing? He, were he not mentally prepared? Were he not switched on? it, he would have appalled mate. He should have. He could have cost us the game. He would pass I it to he he did I didn't blue white.
1: I thought he got Terrible, put into a wrong, wrong position initially, but I. Twice. I stick up for I stick up for Scott High a lot, but I can't fathom what he was trying to do. Pause on those two back backpasses. I, when said, I talk about central. the
5: occasion being being too big for maybe a couple of players, he's probably what I'm thinking of actually. It kind of felt like he looked a little bit shell shocked at times. And um I was listening to kind of BBC Radio Leeds on the way back from the game and forgive me, I can't remember the caller's name, but he spoke about how actually Scott High kind of when he came on against Peterborough um early season actually slightly different that time kind of a replacement for Hogg when he went off injured had an equally poor game and I don't know if it's something with Scott High where actually when he comes off a bench he struggles to get up to the speed mm-hmm. of the game because actually when he started over the last few weeks from what I've seen he's, he's been really good but kind of echo everything you say he was, he was poor yesterday and looked a bit like a rabbit in headlights at times
1: Yeah I think that's a good point Plus, you were going to make that, a point it. weren't you?
3: Yeah, I was just going to say, Sorry, when, you know, the changing formation in midfield, pushing O'Brien out um, sort of a little bit further to the right, you, you've lost the the pressing from Sonani and also that energy from O'Brien sort of directly in the centre there. You, you're thinking about different options, you know, could he potentially brought Rhodes on and played Rhodes up front instead of Ward and just drop Ward down, you know, back 10, 15 yards, because Ward will give you that, that pressing. But just moving on to Scott I, I think, you know, he's only 20, he's not going to be able to, to play. Uh, you know, eight, nine out of ten is gonna have off games and I think it was just one of those, you know, a big crowd, like you say, a bit of panic maybe, um, in his game and he, he weren't just got I oh, I know a lot of people have tried to single him out for those couple of passes and yeah, because he like you say they were, you know, absolutely terrible passes, but he weren't the only one giving the ball away. It were it were coming back, you know, it were going long and it was just up to, to nobody and it was just wave after wave and like I said earlier, that goal were always gonna come. Lee Nichols actually did superb to keep it out for so long he made two or three really decent saves and you know just one of those don't just no matter what we did there was sort of a 20 minute spell that every single clearance just dropped to their player it wasn't even going into space it was literally just dropping at their you know full back foot and it was just coming back and back and you know it's like if you played football when you're in that situation and you're constantly making last ditch tackles and players are running at you at some point someone's got a given it did yesterday Pause. Yeah.
5: Let me uh, let me put a question to you then and, and to Matt and to Cosy as well, because I think like you just say then, we all saw the goal come in, it felt inevitable from kind of fifty minutes onwards. It was a case of when, not if. I, I kept looking at the bench and felt like Corbrand needs to do something, Corbrand needs to change it, and he didn't I know he made the sub where kind of um Peeper came on, um, Thomas Thomas to the left hand side, but didn't really
1: maybe yeah, I, was, I don't know. Maybe that was one, shattered though, wasn't it?
5: Yeah, and maybe, I look, I sat here kind of with no real solutions, but I just felt Corbrand should have tried to do something different. He felt like he was going to hold out, but the, the crowd, the sense in the crowd was that we're not going to hold out here. We're not going to hold out. And I just felt like he needed to try to do something different, whether that be changing shape, changing bio would you have
4: brought on? Yeah. I've just looked at our bench. Who would you put on? I thought Pippa were really good, mate. I, I thought I was yeah. quite energized by Pippa because I thought last couple of games he looks obviously he's been out for so long. But John Russell, Joshua Fultz, Nabisar, there's no one there for me. Rhodes has not got any pace. We have, I think that's the thing with us. We've not got, I mean, Scott, I, we just, it's harsh because yeah, mean... we've done really well. But we've not, for me, we're just lacking that bit of quality. We, no offense, but we don't get in the top six with Scott Eye playing in our midfield, mate. No chance. No, no, I
5: agree. I agree, Cosy. I agree, and, and um, yeah, you're right. There's, there's kind of not many attacking options there, um, and hopefully, we'll strengthen the window now that me has gone back to a stand. But uh, the thing, one thing I would say is that when we when we went, when it went to one all, Jordan Rhodes came on. We changed the formation. We went to what resembled more of a four four two. Hindsight's a wonderful thing. Kind of uh, had that happened at 70 minutes and it could have all gone disastrously wrong, he'd have been all calling for my head or Carlos's head. But could he have made that change sooner? I don't know.
1: He says that in his post match, doesn't he? He does say uh, Carlos mentions in his post match that he should have made that earlier, um, which is fair play to Carlos. He's my my uh, my underlying coach. Hang on, hang on, hang on, because. It, it, I think it's worth Sorry. pointing out. I think it's worth a mention that Carlos does mention in the post-match that he is a developing coach and that he may have made a mistake, you know, doing that, you know, and not bringing Jordan Rhodes on early. Whether it would have had the desired effect, I'm not sure, because Rhodes hardly is hardly renowned for pressing from the front, is he? Um, but I think it's quite refreshing, really, that Carlos put his hands up and said, "Yeah, maybe I should have got that wrong." And the reason why we've defended so deep and we've done this in so many games, and it's so frustrating to watch us retreat to the edge of the box but he says it's because when we tried to press, Swansea just skipped round us, and that's why I went to the Daniel Sinani mention and I think what's worth, I've had a quick look at com on my phone because it doesn't work on my laptop uh, and Daniel Sinani had the highest passing accuracy at never 91.7%, Scott High was 71.4%, Caroma, Toffolo and uh, Sorba Thomas were lower, uh, Sorba Thomas is 476 which is quite, and I did think that part of our issue was on the ball we were very, very lax and very sloppy on the ball and, I think sometimes the crowd, you could hear the crowd getting edgy as well. The crowd were great. You know, the first sort of 30, 40 minutes, it was really, you know, it was a really great atmosphere. And then I think everyone got a bit edgy and I think that kind of transferred over to the players a little bit as well and the players felt edgy. Um, but we rallied through it and it's not a, not a bad point, sign in the end, but I, I, I did, the only thing I thought was we missed Holmes maybe to bring on and I did wonder whether Fraser Campbell might have been better to have in that scenario at 1-0 down to bring come on and press from the front because that's, pretty much what Fraser Campbell does best, isn't it? Um, but would Swansea probably scored in the end anyway? Probably.
5: Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, the, the one person we haven't talked that. about either, um, I don't think he would have been option off the bench, clearly not, but kind of, when you take Cole out that team as well, you kind of probably appreciate kind of the classes brought to the side as well this season. Um, felt at times we could have perhaps carried the ball out the back a little bit more, with a bit more confidence. Obviously, Lees isn't Overly suited, I don't think it's that left-hand side centre half role, given that it's prominently right-footed, and just sometimes where you felt kind of could we have driven on a little bit? And kind of often we took the easy option and passed inside to Pearson and kind of perhaps slowed the play down. But um, yeah, hopefully he's not out for too long because um, kind of hearing mixed reports. Really, kind of he was going to be back and wasn't, and is it kind of into after the game? Carlos has suggested that it could be out slightly longer than than what we would like.
1: Uh, Costa, you um... had a point. Sorry, mate. Go on.
4: Yeah, I, I think it's just a strange league, mate, and and Swanted. You know, I had a few people text me, oh, they're 17th for a reason. That's bollocks. They could easily end up above us by end of the season. I I thought they good were side. good. You've got to give them a yeah, lot. Good side. They've got to give them a lot of credit. Absolutely. You don't sign side as Christie, mate, if you're uh, just going through the motions. He's a good player, mate. And I just thought fair play to them, they were really, really good. And uh, the trouble is I, if you if you're thinking we're six and they're seventeen and we should win, you're in the wrong you know, league. I, I watched Luton and Bournemouth like last night. I got back. It's like incredible their uh, game of football, you know, where Bournemouth uh, threw everything at Luton, come back and Luton won it at the end. It's I, I just don't know where I feel where we are and, and stuff, you know, with everything. I I, I still feel we're like a twelfth players team or something like that as well. But I never ever of a game this season I thought we're like seeing it out. It's all our games are always on edge, aren't they? We never we never go like two goals up really in a game. It's always we're either coming from behind or we're kind of with a point on that as well. So, But today, I mean, I'm sorry, yesterday I thought, I really thought it was going to be an easy afternoon. I've got to be br- brutally honest with you. And uh, they looked awful at the back, didn't they, at the start and that as well. eh, hey, made it were a bit of a limp, uh, I mean, he made some good saves, but a bit of a limp parry really, wasn't it? Straight back into, uh, in know, Sinanis Pass. But football, is just like, does it to you and that as well. But it's, uh, I don't know, I just think, it's kind of, To me, it just feels like we've done as much as we can to get where we have, and we're seventh place, which is overachieving and maybe a bit false with a few games around hand the others have got, but it's kind of now we need a bit of reinforcement. We need some help, really, in that as well, because while I put that tweet out today, and you can look at the bench and the team compared to Watford away 12 months ago, and much better, and, and things like that. So I just feel, for it to be really serious contenders, we need a couple of you know, kind of, bit of bits of quality and that as well. I've banged on about it for ages, and easy to say when we've not won a game but we just need someone a bit special i think in the center we haven't got that we've just got I mean, brian played all right i thought but no but we haven't got that you know that smith Row, that that yeah uh, yeah, exactly where 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 other team are thinking shit do i go back off do i tackle what do i do here because i think you can just kind of let us stroll and you know pass sideways but yeah i agree with that uh pause i think so, yeah, are we going to get a lot, win though? That's the
3: thing. We've got a lot of energy in there, have not we? We've got O'Brien, we've got Org, we met you know, sort of run around and make the tackles, and so there's a lot of energy in there. It just needs somebody to probably. I know Matt. I heard you whispering Aaron Moy, and we're, we're never going to get him back from China, no. are we, on them wages? But someone of that quality, of that ilk, maybe not even of that quality, because even Carol Eiting.
1: you know, that yeah,
3: you know, he doesn't yeah, dictate is. that yeah. sort of quality this time. But someone who could just literally, who could just put a foot on the ball. Hold it for a couple of seconds and and pick out a pass. I always feel like when we're going for when we do go forward, it's 150 miles an hour. Sometimes it's almost too no control is there. No, we we kind of moan that we don't play on front foot, but when we do play on front foot, sometimes it's too fast and it's so it's so sporadic and you know balls are fired in here there and everywhere it's good, when, I, it it's it's really really good it when it clicks it's really yeah, good when it clicks isn't it yeah it looks yeah. amazing like you know Danny Wilde did it last week against Blackpool was sensational. even
1: our first goal came um, from that a brilliant counter you know
4: what I mean it was, yeah, it was yeah. really I, I can't spot. believe uh, I can't believe I'm saying these words but I'm gonna we missed Dwayne Holmes I, I never thought I'd be saying these words in August but it was a huge miss yesterday he, he could have been a difference in the game but that's what I mean we can even have better than him in, for me but Obviously, we've got to go and, and get this player, but it's—I think that's the difference when you're looking at the six. You know, Middlesbrough turned their game around yesterday. They've—I mean—they've I mean, they've, they've been active, have not they? Already in January. I, I don't know. I just think—are we serious, kind of, about get, doing it, or is it just going to fade away? Because I agree with you. Matt, kind of lighting like in that would be quality, man. That even Duane, though he's kind uh, of a Dwayne.
1: Yeah, Duane, 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 yeah. Duane, we did I... miss Dwayne. Or Dwayne Esther as I've started calling him. Because he's, he's been on decent form lately. So we could do with Dwayne back in the side. I know Pozzi's probably turning his nose up a little bit about that. But he's, he's he has been... <laughs> no, pretty, he's done he well, mate. He's done I well. Too, he's he has, good. yeah. And, you know, hopefully Dwayne's back as soon as possible. From what I heard, it was just a, a track and trace COVID issue. So hopefully Dwayne is back as soon as possible and, and full and rare. Can so I ask uh, you guys him. a question? Can I ask you guys a question? When they
4: equalised, 78 minutes... My gut feeling: Well, I'll take a point all day long. Give me a point because I didn't think we were going to get it. I thought
1: yeah, I just maybe. didn't see
4: that momentum coming out. We we had nothing. Sometimes we, you get we, a game, I thought don't we turned like, it
1: around, mate. When they scored, I thought we we came back. Then we had been deep. Yeah, we had a little more. But it O'Brien, was making I a lot I think? of inroads. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I O'Brien I was, and Danny uh, Ward Were had you him. thinking
4: more? Were you thinking take your point there, or were you thinking let's try and win it because there was nothing initially, there to build yeah. on for me? Yeah,
1: I initial, just thought let's have a
4: point. I know it's not ambitious,
1: but. Initially, and then we came at them, and I thought, hang on, we might be able to get. And I, to be honest, I said to my mate at the time, if we're a serious playoff side under the Wagner era, in that you know, in that so that team would have found a way to win that game in the last minute. We did that quite a lot, and so and we didn't win it, but you know, I, I thought it was quite decent that we came back, at least came back into it rather than sat deeper and deeper, which I've seen town teams of the past do. So you know, I'm not mm. I'm not overly upset by the point. I think I was a little bit annoyed at how. Deep, we dropped off, but I think having listened to Carlos and having sort of thought about it, and you know, and realizing that we did try and press high at points, but Swansea really skipped us with frightening ease. At, at, you know, yeah. uh, did Flynn, did, did da- did Flynn it... Downs, I thought, was just a, a fantastic player. Matt Grimes, him, Flynn he Downs, was... and Matt Grimes were, were quality on the day.
4: They were brilliant, mate. But you know what? I got people, again, I know they've got it in for Carlos, but like, oh, Carlos. You know, so like, so we've dominated pretty much that first half. So Carlos said, like, right, lads, forget it now. Just everything you've done there, just do the total opposite second half. Let's sit back. Let's not. Honestly, are people... That uh, do you know are, I saw him, I saw him sneak got down, got down the tunnel
1: early. I saw him sneak down the tunnel early and I did hear a rumour that he was just dri- little droplets of arsenic into the tea at half-time just to send <laughs> us out a little bit, do- yeah. a little bit dosed so Obviously. Yeah, but
4: joking. do people really think that's like Cal's right, guys, just forget everything you've done there. That's been really good. Let's just sit back, let them batter us and let and they're probably going to win. It's just not all... Sometimes football just happens like that and like you say, that we're looking at out there's no one really that he could have brought in that could have anything different. When, you, when I watch someone like the Premier League team games and that as well, they kind of have a pacey striker or they go a bit longer and that. some of the games I've seen recently when teams are getting under cost, they'll go a bit longer they'll, they'll chase, they'll go into corners we, we haven't got anything like that, we just keep doing the same thing and that as well and got it, were painful when he's when Scott Eyre passing it to Swansea players and stuff, it's, the trouble is we've just got one way of playing and which is which is good when it comes off but yesterday we when need it needed something it, different, I mean, we, we have need, got the players need, we need, we all, control, all kind of them, yeah.
1: good. Yeah, we definitely in control. I think we'll we'll come on to some YouTube comments in a minute because they're, they're coming through thick and fast, which is which is really great. So thanks for that. Uh, I think we just need the the last word from us on the game. I think needs to go to Lee Nichols because during the week uh, we were talking about Lee Nichols with a couple of people, and I sort of said, well, he's been really great, but he hasn't done anything yet, which has made me go, wow, that was an amazing save. There was the save at QPR and Forrest that were really? both really straight at him in in many ways. Um, he's made some great saves this season. I he? Uh, I'll have to look at them again but the save he made against Cyrus Christie I thought I had a really great angle of that and that was outstanding and then you know that definitely was a wow save and there was a couple of other ones as well in the game there's one in the first half uh, which was just from the edge of the box which I thought was a great save he saw it slightly late as well and uh, there was one where he got down I think one of the Scott High back passes where he had to get down quickly and push that away and he made 10 saves across the game did Lee Nichols and I think town fans have maybe gone a little bit overboard in in some ways about Lee Nichols, you know, and, and his his impact in some games, but for me Nichols was unbelievable uh and you know if we don't have Lee Nichols, you know, I I can't think of many better individual goalkeeping displays than the one that Lee Nichols put in yesterday. I thought he was fantastic. His the, the distribution wasn't quite there, but a lot of it was cuz we were going longer at points, but um, but Lee Nichols for me, you know, needs to really take a bow. I thought he was he was really outstanding, and it made me think. Guys, can you think of any other sort of individual goalkeeping displays like that? When you know the goalkeepers had a world. Do you re- I don't know if you remember Niko Vasson versus Bolton in about 1998, where I think we beat Bolton 3-2 at home, and they had the uh, Scandinavian connection. They had the Johansson and Good and and whatnot playing for them at Bolton, and Niko Vasson must have made about 25 saves that game. He was he was unbelievable. And of of course Ryan Schofield last year against Watford as well made you know seven or eight saves and sadly for Ryan his his form sort of went downhill a bit after that but you know I, there's not too many whereby I think Lossell a couple of times against West Brom uh, Lossell against Lossall West at Brom Chelsea
3: maybe yeah no, maybe that was just one good save but, but
1: some can, of my yeah some of my favourite ones but other than that I was sort of struggling to sort of pick some I out think... just off the top of my head so I'll throw that over to you guys
3: I think you've been a little bit. Critical of uh, Lee Nichols there. Man. No, maybe as a he's, former, he's been very good. Former, he's been, been very good. No, 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 he's, no, no, he he no, 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 him, no, no.
1: He's he's been very good, but there's not a save where he's flown into the top corner and clawed it away. No, where you. I've gone, wow. You. That's you that's know. what I meant. Everything's yeah, just yeah, been very yeah. safe. Very. He's brilliant. His awareness is phenomenal. He, he just snuffs out danger before it happens, and I think that's what's brilliant about Lee Nichols. Uh, whereas I've not seen him
3: Yeah, yeah, could be. His positioning's so good, you
1: don't need to. Exactly. Yeah, but. You know, his, his size, size decided to go on mute again, which is great. But... <laughs> go
3: on, Sai. Fire thing, you. I'm going to see like, your mouth going, then, Sai. Si. <laughs> that baby, baby brain,
5: <laughs> mate.
3: Uh, it's a puppet master. What
5: was I saying, if I was going to say now? No, I, was just, I, I just think you've been a bit unkind, Matt, there. And to be honest, I think um, his positioning's kind of been really, really strong. And That's what I'm
1: saying. That's what I'm saying.
5: I think you mentioned perhaps people have overrated his performances yes and no the, the, the easy comparison to make is to last season and last season's goalkeeping was if we're honest with ourselves below part wasn't it whoever went in net was below par. and crikey I'm thinking of Joe Pereira kind of at Stoke right now so in, in that context he's always going it, to it's quite a low bar that's been set however for a free signing I don't think we could ask for any more could we really let's be honest
1: no, that wasn't the point. The point was that he'd not he'd not flown into the top corner and pulled one out where he thought I made mean, you know that was amazing. Everything else was really good. Um, I think you might have. I don't know if I've, you've got the wrong end of the stick from that. What I meant was he's been brilliant. I just disagree
5: with that. That's fine. That's
1: fine. <laughs> but what I'm saying is we saw that with those two saves, didn't we? Uh, two or three saves. that I thought they were they were really good. Rather than just being solid, he actually you know coupled that with the saves anyway.
4: Shall we? I think we've been. Yeah, let's just end it, but I just think there were complacency there. We won up, we are on a roll, they're 17th, we're at home, we've got loads of people in there, you know, and yeah, it's going to happen naturally. Not in this championship, mate, there's some ridiculous results. I just think, you know, sometimes, I think we've just got to be wary. I mean, like Reading as well, they were one up against Millsborough like till late on when, uh, what's that guy's uh, name? They were at uh, they were absolutely, yeah unscored the winner but it's like the division just brings up stories like this I just think complacency man just don't ever put it into uh, put it into your minds just think that we've got to do it I just think the team on the back of Burnley and that as well just like was you know we've we've done the job and uh, Q on the rack and yeah we should have lost really I thought it was a good point
1: okay let's uh, read some stuff out from here so Johnny Goggs Uh, quite active at the start. So it says, Evening lads, can hear you loud and clear. The Sinani injury threw us off yesterday. Still poor second half with Carlos deserves some criticism for not responding with his changes in game. Still a very reasonable point in the grand scheme and don't understand fans saying Carlos's game management is horrendous with very recent examples to the contrary such as Burnley, Blackpool, Bristol City and Forest. Uh, If Towns head coach was an outgoing Yorkshireman called Carl Calderwood or Colin Calderwood who was a uh, Nottingham Forest uh, manager at one point instead of... (laughs) <laughs> no, definitely not. Uh, instead of Carlos Coburn, we might be finding the fan base is less mixed in responding to a marked improvement this season. Uh, Dag Barnett says, without Colwell, uh, we are too deep. As good as Lees and Pearson are, they do lack pace, and that seems to influence our shape. I'd have brought Pipper on for Tsunani, and he would have pressed better. Uh, JH7 says, uh, Rhodes should have come on at half time, and Ward moved into Tsunani's position. Uh, we completely lost our shape due to Hyde not being able to uh, perform in that role. Uh, and Doug Barnett also says, as for Scott High, he's got ability in the past, but when we're out of possession, uh, he, I'm afraid, offers nothing if he's going to make it. He needs to be more physical, uh, read it better and get a foot in. Uh, and then we've got Terry Mulak says, uh, Swansea were good yesterday, but the changing system at half-time was a turning point. Really don't understand why we would bring High on rather than, say, Pippa and move Sauber to the Sinani position. Uh, and Max says, I don't get why we don't engage higher. I remember under Wagner... We'd suffocate teams in their own half and wouldn't let them in. Perhaps we don't have the type of players to dominate games just yet. Uh, I'm going to skim through a couple of those. A couple saying uh, missing Viaco, such a calm presence. Uh, O'Brien should have put us two up, 1,000%. You don't allow Hamer a chance at a save from three yards out. 2-0, and we'd probably win 3 or 4-0. I think that's something in that. Although, um, jh 7 says, Cormac Nichols is absolutely solid. I didn't say he wasn't. Um, he probably would have played at a higher level before, Now, <laughs> if he'd have had better distribution. Uh, and then Mark Whitaker says, the keeper for Cambridge United versus Newcastle last week. I didn't see that one, but there we go. Yeah, he was uh, to a bit. Yeah. yeah. Richard Hookie says, just a lack of pressing from midfield in the second half. Defence was great making Swansea uh, have a box of sh- Outside the box shots. Uh, I think one thing to maybe mention as well is Jonathan Hogg and Josh Karoma haven't played a lot of football recently. And when a team dominates the ball that much and has you running around, the, the two of them looked absolutely shattered. But I thought, they, uh, I thought Hoggy uh, battled on. In, uh, battled on quite well, to be fair, throughout that. I
3: think Matt, just just finishing it off in, in regards to the game. I think it's one of those that we've been on a good run. As it eight unbeaten now, you can kind of. I think it's a. We've probably mentioned on it before, and we're probably guilty by doing this podcast itself. But you can you can analyse individual games and and then look for things that really might not be there. It's just a case of it. It's just how the game went, if that makes sense. Um, you know discussions about games now go really intricate you look at all sorts of stats and stuff like that and i think if you just take a, a step back and just look at it look Do you at want the to know the xg whole, is,
1: is that what you're saying pause are you saying i want if, to know the you XG? Want to <laughs> in,
3: uh, yeah but i can't imagine ours would be that great uh, no it was it was I our
1: highest of the season oh well, wow, really
3: is that because we only had one shot and it went in well, it's <laughs> because sanani
1: had an open goal and that counts as like 0.8 oh, well, and uh <laughs> louis o'brien right in front and then jonathan hogg also missed uh, from two yards, did Where Karoma was given offside from the rebound. Um, so those three yes. were were really high uh, percentage scoring chances. So out. and their XG was 0.8, which shows that you know it backs up what a couple of the guys are saying in the comments that most of their shots were from outside the box. Um, yeah, which is, which is true. Yeah. Although you know, um, Lee Nichols yeah, I think it's one of them. in you
3: you you, you take it as a take it while it will move on. You know, go again. At, as the old saying goes, and you know, it's eight unbeaten. there's no mean feet for. For a championship side oh, it's I think the only
1: I think the only sort of worry uh, is,
3: on
1: it. I don't think it's a not worry as such but we're it. seeing we're seeing a a trend if you like of Huddersfield dropping back into that defensive mm. deep shape yeah, We've saw, we saw it against Coventry uh, we saw it um, away against Cardiff last 20 minutes QPR last 20 minutes and it, it seems to be a Peterborough you know, it seems to be quite a, yeah. a thing coming in um, but again I think that's probably due to sort of the quality on the ball You know, maybe having that you know, player in midfield who can just like you say hold the ball for a couple of seconds and then get us moving again but you know it's mm-hmm. January's January's here so maybe we'll we'll get a present from somebody at some point um, somebody also yeah. says that who, maybe
3: we who can runs get... the club Matt
1: let's uh, you know yeah. do we dare discuss that <laughs> uh, well Football3636 can you guys get Phil Hodgkinson or Dean Hoyle on the podcast again I'm not why do sure we, we get we... Them
3: both on at the same time that'd be can awesome.
1: you shall we do a Yorkshire TV thing and just sit them both down like Clough and Don Revy and just yeah yeah
3: <laughs> like that thing we do before elections, didn't it? Where there's two of them stood there. And,
1: yeah, has Cozzy gone to the bar? Is that where he's gone? Well has gone to his comments, bit, yeah, he's, he's, not,
3: he's not falling off his chair.
1: He's had one pint and he's all over the shop, right? So, <laughs> we're moving on now to Dean Hoyle. Here he is with his no, mask. So, yeah, we're moving right. on. So, just in time, Cozzy, with your yellow mask, we're just about to, with your Villarreal mask or whatever that is, we're just about to move on to um. <laughs> There's a nice pint glass in the way there of your camera, but we're just, we're just about to move. Oh, that's magic rock. as yeah. well. So we're just about to move on to the program notes. So this is a uh, a subject. So I'll read out some of these notes from Dean. Uh, it says, a big welcome to everyone who has come to the John Smith Stadium for today's game against Swansea City. I'd like to welcome our visitors to West Yorkshire, from old CEO Julian Winter to every fan who has made the journey north. It's been great to see Swansea fans take up the £5 offer in good numbers. I'm sure it's made the long trip more palatable. Uh, there's a lot I'd like to address in these notes, and I'd like to begin with the recent departure of Mark Devlin. Once again, I want to thank Mark for the services to our football club over the last two years. I wish him the very best for the future. I made the change simply as I want a fresh start and my own person in that position. In the interim, I will operate as CEO, and a new appointment will be made in due course. Well before Mark's departure was... <laughs> Sorry, I can't concentrate with moving around like that. Well before Mark's departure was announced, I was fairly, it was fairly common knowledge that I had resumed responsibility... For the club towards the end of October, having been reassured that all was well financially earlier that month, I had three days notice to provide two million to pay October's wages for our players and staff to bring credit to payments up to date. I have subsequently provided millions more to meet the cash requirements of the club. The alternative would have been administration. I've read some suggestions that I only stepped in to secure my financial position, but this is not true. In October, I immediately met with the players and the staff at the club to explain the situation. And I reassured everyone, as I do to you now, that I will provide stability going forward. There are no other material updates uh, on this front now, but I will provide you with any. Cozzy, what's your favourite away day?
4: Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium. You're right near the pitch. Great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You win. Order
1: now on the McDonald's app.
0: That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
1: As they occur and arise. And then Dean goes on to mention that the COVID-19 pandemic has... Um you know, causing, uh, you know, a number of challenges. Um, it, was, it mentions that he wants everyone to be open-minded and positive at the club. And his desire is to re-energise the club. Uh, and that was one of the reasons behind the £5 ticket offer and to complement the positive mindset behind the scenes, it's vital that we re-engage with supporters who might not have been to the ground for a period of time. Whatever the reason behind that might be, I'm writing these notes on Wednesday afternoon. and I can speak with confidence that this will be the biggest home gate of the season. And then he goes on and mentions uh, a return of uh, Pedal for Pounds, which is good to hear. Uh, and he finally signs off, you know, enjoy the game, etc. cetera. So um, in regards to this, this has caused a bit of a furore online. And, you know, there's a, a little screenshot of uh, Phil's response from Anfield uh, today. Um, I think I've only really got one thing to to say on this as, uh, as I'm, I'm getting distracted by what's going on over there with Mr. Kusmala. <laughs> <laughs> Look
4: at that. No, though. That, it could have been white or red, that tower, but it's blue, mate, because it knows. Barcelona okay. knows. Everyone knows. Blue, that's what it's all about, man. Blue is the colour.
1: Right, so there's only one thing I really want to say on this, um, and that's, I, I just hope that this doesn't now descend into a slanging match between Dean and Phil. As, as Dean says in the notes, he wants to re-energise the club, but for me, this won't happen if there's a distraction of him and Phil having a head-to-head in the background. I don't think it would be a good look for Huddersfield Town, and in my opinion, everyone just needs to move forward uh, and as soon as possible because it's in the best interests of the football club. And when both of them have, you know, both of them classify themselves as a custodian of the football club, as someone who will do the best for the football club. And in my opinion, as a fan, the best for everyone at the football club is to keep the football club moving forward and in the right direction. Um, what I want is, you know, our football club to to be successful, to strive, push forwards. In, in the right direction and anything that detracts from that isn't really welcome in my view and that's all i've really got to say on on that and you know i hope there's nothing else uh, happens out of that going forward and I'll, I'll leave it up to you guys if you want to say anything else and online obviously you can have your um your view as well and i'll read out the uh, the comments that you've got on there as well so i'll tip that yeah, over fair. to you Cosy.
4: It was a bit of a surprise to me because uh, I don't get a programme. A program's free now. It's weird, isn't it? I think they're free either now, but is this yeah, Dean's uh, first kind of uh, write-up in the programme? Uh, I'm not a regular buyer, so it's an awkward one to comment on that as well. So I was quite, uh, you know, kind of surprised uh, just to kind of see Dean uh, kind of notes really on that as well because obviously there's been nothing really kind of formal, even though we've kind of known in the background that Dean's, you know, covering X, Y and you know, Z. So... To me, yeah, it's. Uh, I think the thing is with Marcus Evans, really. That that that's the thing that kind of uh, interests me as that as well. I don't think he was at the game yesterday. There didn't seem to be any any sightings of him, either done that as well. And uh, no one's really confirmed this, even though kind of the national presses are picking up on it a little bit now. Either uh, I was I was seeing some stuff today. There are quite a few people going big on on Dean's you notes know, that like you've just read out there, Matt, and that as well. But it's uh, yeah, I'm just one for. It's awkward, isn't it? But I'm just one kind of one for, you know, kind of looking forward, really, and, uh, you know, kind of moving on, stuff like that as well. But I can kind of understand probably both sides, really. Uh, obviously, Phil will be kind of looking at, it well, you know, look where I've kind of left the other side of town and I'm not kind of getting much credit for that. But then, obviously, you know, if Dean's, uh, what I said yesterday that. You know, we were, what was it, three days to pay the wages, or something like that, as well. But it's, yeah, it's not good because it, you're just getting people again in the social media side. You know, because obviously there was, you know, some people anti Dean and anti Phil and stuff, and it's all kind of br- brought out there into the open, which is disappointing, really, because obviously we want to,
1: you know, because it causes a rift, doesn't it? It causes it. a rift in the fan base, which isn't isn't very helpful, and you want everyone you together, don't
4: you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And we're having a great season on that as well. I think it'd be even worse if we were, you know, struggling and stuff to stop up on that as well, but it's really difficult to comment, Matt, isn't it really because we don't we're not inside anything really and that as well, are we uh, even though people sometimes think we are, but we don't know and uh, it's, it's almost like having, it's,
1: it's like having your kids argue almost because I quite like both of them for di- for different reasons and it's just like the last thing you want is for them to sort of fall out and this, you know, spill over into something it, it doesn't need to be. Um but yeah, i i think me and you are on the same page there, of course, for sure. Yeah. Sorry.
5: Yeah. Gone. I don't have much more to say really. Other than that, I think I think there was probably a bit more to come out, isn't there? I think it will inevitably come out in the wash one way or another. Um but yeah, your points really, Matt that I think kind of the interest of the football club is that everyone moves on as quickly and as seamlessly as possible from it, really. Um Phil has achieved some stuff during his tenure. It's quite obvious now that that's coming to an end. Um, he's probably done some things that he's should be really proud of. He's probably done some things that he probably regrets. Um, but ultimately, kind of my interest, first and foremost, is in what's on the pitch. And I think probably the majority of fans is the same there. And yeah, kind of that, that should kind of capture the headlines and be the topic of conversation, not what's going on in the boardroom, really. So the sooner we all move on, the better.
4: I think the thing is, side though, it's just like Phil I think he's not finished it off when he started. That's the thing. You know, the club were in a a real mess on on the pitch, for sure. And, you know, when he he took over and, God, we had to cope with the pain of the Mbenzes, Diacabes, you know, people like that. You know, Congolo even, you know, in that first season under Cowley and, you know, getting rid of these wasters. And and we had to see through these guys, Pritchard, see through to the bitter end. And, you know, obviously, I I don't think it can be hacked with that even though some people they're just not giving Phil anything like, was town are in a better place for his tenure, but obviously people are saying, well, yeah, but he, the wage is not paid now and this, that and the other. It's it's just a mess really. I, it's just, I really want us, you know, to kind of kick on as uh, as a club. But the Marcus Evans thing, it does, obviously he's, you've got to give the guy a right to a say and stuff, but it does feel a bit like Ken Davey kind of thing really to me where, you know, you're in bits and bats, he's not kind of media savvy and there were not much progression at Ipswich and stuff, but I don't know. It's that kind of thing needs to come out because what is your Town. What What's Dean's, uh, you know, kind of long term gain? Is he Is he going to keep a stake in the club? Is he Is he Is it going under percent to Evans? Is Evans even involved? Because to be fair, no one's confirmed that. It's just there must be something in it because there's a few media outlets kind of done and mentioned it. But again, it's it's just such a strange situation, isn't it? And I think the frustrating thing for me is was it January now, the 16th and only two weeks till the window and, you know, It's, it's I don't the know. uncertainty,
5: I... isn't it, because the uncertainty kind of yeah. makes everyone uncomfortable. It probably doesn't make um, potential transfer targets make Christmas time particularly appealing. Although our club's kind of in a worse situation than us right now. Uh, Derby, obviously, obviously, someone that springs to mind. I think on, on your point around kind of Phil, probably now, because it's comes with a premature end, won't get the credit he deserves, I think you are right to say that, but I think kind of majority of kind of club owners, chairmans don't get credit. The majority of kind of club owners and chairmans, um, for me, kind of only really attract the limelight and the headlines when something goes wrong. And I think if you go into that sort of job to get the limelight and the headlines, then I'm not sure it's the the right thing to be doing really.
3: I think one of the, One of the things that I remember is the just when the news broke about Phil, the ATT panel had a like a Zoom call kind of thing. Where we were HGSA members on there, and I, I sort of joined in on that. Um, Could you get your sound
5: to work on that one, Poz, or Do you struggle with that? As
3: well? <laughs> I don't know, mate. I think I think it was fine. <laughs> I think it was fine. Maybe maybe I misheard things because one of the things that I said to uh, to Matt Devlin specifically were during this interim period of whatever's happening, keep the information coming from the club, because whenever information dries up, this is when fans fill it with, oh, I've heard X, I've heard Y, and we're sort of getting to that point now, which hasn't really been, nobody really knows what's going on, and that's not really been helped by these comments from Dean. There's a little bit in there. You know, we all knew he'd put the wages in, in October, so we knew that he'd had to put the money in, but the, the wording of not knowing until two days before, you know, that opens up questions, that, has he been... With Mark Devlin not giving him full information and that's why Devlin's ended up going. I would suggest if Hoyle's a twenty five percent stakeholder in Rusfield Town, he should be privy to financial information, regardless. He shouldn't need to be told. He's you know, he can go in there and ask what's going on and have a look what's going on. Um, so should it have come as a shock to him? You know, there's there's probably Dean Oil's version, Phil Hodgkinson's version, and probably somewhere in the middle is the absolute truth and you know, both seem like people who will want to say their side of the, the story. There'll be various platforms, no doubt, made available for them to do that. But, you know, as Cosy said, there's there's anti-Dean people, there's Dean Oil is, a, is the greatest people, there's the same on Phil's side. Some people don't like him, some people think he's really great. And, you know, it's never going to get put to bed until he, there's a line drawn under it somewhere, whether that's a new owner or, you know, someone else comes in and we just move on from it. Or this, this public tit for tat thing doesn't sit well with me and i fully agree with matt all it's going to do is cause problems the, the old hashtag terry spirit thing started coming back through and there's been a lot of talk of togetherness at the moment and i just think that that little bit that little bit of information that were there didn't really need to be put in there oil's got that platform you know he can put out anything you like but it seemed to me that it we're a little bit let's get the pr machine ruling let's put let's You know, let's start to paint myself as a bit of a saviour. You know, I'm coming in, I'm saving the club from administration. When actually, take a step back, and one of the major reasons that we've not got the money within the club that we've got from the Premier League is because we're paying Dean back. Absolutely no problem with paying him back whatsoever. I've said that many, many times. That's his money. He's decided to put that money in. The club are in a position to pay him back. He can come take that back. You know, that's, that's fine. He's restructured payments so we can pay him back and everything like that. You know, he's been really good in that respect, but then now to come in and be like, you know, ooh, I've saved the club again. Well, hang on a minute. If you'd have taken your payments back a little bit slower, maybe we wouldn't have got into this position. You know, there's loads of little things that you can look at it. And it just seemed to me that, you know, a bit of an analogy that I saw online where, you know, Dean set the house on fire and then turned up with a fire engine to put it out and he's now the hero. Well, hang on a minute. Let's journey back and see why we're in this situation to start with. It'll never get fully explained. I don't think we'll ever know the full truth. Do we need the full truth as fans? You know, many years ago, would you even care about all this sort of stuff? Like you say, a large percentage of the fans just like to see what's going on on the pitch. It seems a very modern thing that we like to know the ins and outs of who's owning us, who's putting the money in, who owns this, you know, X, Y, and Z, who's got the shares, and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, ultimately, what happens on the pitch is the most important thing. And if this situation detracts from that, as Matt rightly says, it can quite easily do that. Will players want to come, you know, in a club where all this is going on. Players at the club will they want to stay? Agents will they still, you know, start getting people to stay clear. Managers don't want to get involved in all this sort of stuff as well. It can really hinder, you know, progress on the pitch. And we we've actually got to a point this season where we are progressing. You know, look at us, we're we're playing, we're in sixteenth of January and we're knocking on the door of a playoff spot. This should be the time where everybody's coming together club, the fans, the players, everybody involved in this real town should be coming together and that little bit of information there from Dean, it just seemed to split everybody, look on social media, people are sniping each other again, you know people are arguing, oh he did a good job, no he didn't do a good job, Dean's going to get rid of Carlos no we shouldn't get rid of Carlos, all that has just been thrown into the mix at a time where really we're wanting everybody to come together and start sitting from the same sheet and you know it's one of those, he's not daft as Dean, he's always been great at knowing when to talk when knowing not to talk and and, you know personally speaking i think he's made a bit of a a bit of a boo-boo putting that in without anyone really expecting it because he says it's a a bit of a shock and it was a shock to me i didn't read it at the match i heard it when i got home and you know subsequently had a look and stuff like that and i think we're really a bit ill-timed you know again your mind starts whirring doesn't it let's let's fill the ground let's get it as full as possible let me get this message to as many people as i can in one fell swoop and you know, like I say, it's not dafty you don't make that sort of money by being, you know, a nice guy and stuff like that. But I just think that the timing of it is all a bit wrong. And then Phil's come back with his Instagram and, and Facebook post. And, is it really needed? Come on, guys. You you know, you're both grown men. You both claim to be Huddersfield Town fans. Get in a room, sort it out, draw a line under it. Do what Charity boxing match,
1: doing. is that you go, where you're going with that?
3: football, I think somebody said it half-time in mean, the circus. Circle Zorb, man, one of those Zorb
1: ones. Yeah. That'd, be, that'd be great,
3: mean, Get the line drawn it, move on, and let's get back to
1: football. Yeah, you know? I, yeah, I agree. I think the only thing the only thing that I would maybe say on that is the written word can always be misconstrued or can be taken out of context, context a lot better than you know, we, we saw what we saw Dean at Canal Side Q and As, and Dean held court and told everything like it was time and time again, and we were all very grateful for the way Dean did that. We, you know, it was fantastic what he used to do He used to come down, talk to anyone, answer any questions. He even came to my house, you know, and answered whatever questions we had to throw at him, you know. And, you know, we're all incredibly grateful for that. And I think sometimes maybe, maybe if it had come across uh, audio, you'd have heard maybe, uh, maybe, maybe you'd have heard it differently to how you see it. Maybe, maybe you'd, you know, that's where I'm going with that one. But it is what it is now, and hopefully we can all move on to that. And we'll move on to online, unless Cozzy's got something to use. To... No, he's, he's opening his mouth for the pint not to speak. So, <laughs> we'll go. so we're going to move on to uh, to what people are saying online. Yeah,
4: I've got a laugh here, but I'm, at, I, I'm on this rooftop bar, and I, I'm thinking it's absolutely freezing here. Honestly, I've put about eight layers on I didn't realise they want a roof on it. I know you should do, but I've just looked up where the can see stars and stuff. They didn't have a roof on it. No wonder it's freezing. It's, it's,
0: How many it's... pints have you <laughs> had? Oh, yeah. yeah coffee, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
4: it's uh, a swimming pool. What confused me? is a swimming pool just up there and I'm thinking, cozy, OK. Cozy, but, Look, they have got a kaleidoscope roof. roof. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: anyway, carry on, Mark. The roof is on fire. Okay, Um, let's go to uh, what we're saying online. And obviously, I think with some of this, we might have to be careful with some of the stuff that we'll read out. So please don't be offended if you've put something and I don't read it out. Uh, Bez says, I struggle to believe that a businessman like Hoyle and a minority owner doesn't have access to the accounts and to say he was only given a couple of days' notice to to bail the club out, beggar's belief. I don't know, that might be one of the things that might have been misread. It was close together, and I don't know if they were hand-in-hand specifically, but I'm sure he'll explain. Uh JH7 said, I heard a lot of negativity towards Dean at the game yesterday in and around where I sit and in the pub before and afterwards. Uh Dag Barnett says it's in danger of becoming ever more divisive. But the truth is, as fans, we don't really know what's gone on. Uh Phil and Dean have both done good things. This uh this seems to be as much personal as operational. I think maybe that could be the case. Uh JH seven, unfortunately Pure was in some trouble before COVID. That isn't speculation either. Dean will, you know. Dean will have uh, known this for some time, not a last-minute thing. Uh, Doug says again, whatever we need, a clear plan and a structure for a stable future. If Evans is interested, uh, what does he make of such bickering? And JH Seven says, bang on, pods are parachute money. Uh, yeah, might not read that bit out, but you know, he talks about safeguarding for the drop from the Premier League. Uh, but he agrees with you anyway, pod. So there we go. Um, I haven't quite read that out, just in case it gets us into trouble. Um, and then players says "haven't seen." I just, can Hodgson's. I just
3: clarify Matt, that? What what he said that one, what I was suggesting were happening. I know nobody else knows what I was. No, I'm not. That weren't what I getting. Yeah, it. i I'm just. You
1: know? I just know that uh, some people do listen to the podcast, and we you know, we yeah, might yeah, have to yeah. be careful with things that we say. I've seen a few things posted on social media, which. You know, if either Dean or Phil were that way inclined, could, you know, potentially send a lawyer there, yeah. their way. So, you know, I'm not going to have that for us. But I, at the end of the day, we just want what's best for the club. And and we like, you know, we like Dean. We liked Phil when we spoke to him. Let's just let's just sort it out, lads, and let's move on for the betterment of Huddersfield Town. And I think well, we that's pretty much like everyone, what everyone says. So uh, we'll move on nicely from that. Um And we'll wish both men the best. Uh right so January window is here we we're, we're sort of midway through it not a lot happening in terms of incomings for Huddersfield Town we were linked with Oxford midfielder Mark Sykes whether there's any truth in that we are unsure Kean Harrott continues to uh, to light up um, Port Vale doesn't he two in two for Kean Harrott an absolutely fantastic strike from from the young man um you know of which follows a, a really good header so you know a right foot goal next time and Kean's got the uh, the magic three hasn't he uh, one thing, Cozzy, as you freeze yourself to death there, Romani, Edmonds Green signed a new deal on his birthday as well. The, pro- possibly the heir to Levi Colwell's posi- you know, place in the side. Um, good move. I think so.
4: Yeah, definitely, mate. I think uh, baptism, baptism of fire last season and uh, learned quickly on the job. Obviously, uh, I remember that Bournemouth game uh, where we were kind of te- torn apart and that's one of quite a few you know, games where I suppose, uh, let's say, the, uh, getting his development and stuff as well and obviously done really well down there and that as well. And uh, Romani Critchlow as well, uh, kind of move on to him. He's uh, gone from Swindon to Plymouth. I don't think he's gone down too well in Swindon, has it? But for me, obviously, I think Lee Bromby, I, I was kind of quoted. I think it's just a divisional thing, really. Just, uh, you know, put another level for us and let's see how he does on that as well. So it's great. I think they had uh, obviously had a little taste of... Uh, know last season and stuff and a bit frustrated a little bit with the uh, Critchlow, I think remember that Forest game but obviously didn't get much of a chance after that as well but it can only be good for your town and that as well and again I go back to that thing I posted on Twitter that the uh, you know the the te- team and the substitutes compared to you know 12 months ago and that as well we're such in a we're in a such stronger place and that as well it's really good and uh, yeah who knows? It'd be interesting next year, won't it? Obviously, Levi Cowell. I'd love him to have another year with us, but I can't see it. And uh, you would think that, you know, Romani will uh, come in and, uh, and maybe take that position on that as well. And obviously, it'd be, be the benef- benefit for uh, you no know, season there. So, it's good, mate. When people like you and want you, uh, you can you can only be positive on that as well. So, yeah, really chuffed. And uh, I think it's difficult, isn't it? Because, like, people were judging so quick on the last season, but you were up against, like, top... You know, top players in mean, Bournemouth and that as well you've got uh, you know stuff that were going on down there but yeah no really pleased and uh, hopefully uh, you know they'll get a go at, at town and that as well but even if not I'm sure you can uh, sell him on for some money and that as well but yeah it was his birthday wasn't it and he you get to sign a new con- ex- contract extension that's what you call an happy birthday I think happy birthday Romani
1: Edmonds-Green uh, Romani Critchlow um, like Cozzy alluded to there pause uh had a little spell with swindon i think he's um not played much in the last 89 games due to covid and a knock i think um good move moving to plymouth you know apparently he's done very well at swindon swindon fans weren't happy at all that you know he had been recalled um and plymouth seems a, a good move and you know obviously he's a, he scored against them in the fa cup last year uh, another one you know left side ball playing center back you know they're both coming to a make-or-break age, really, aren't they? Uh, they're both, I think, 23 by the end of the season, the pair of them, 22, 23. So, you know, they're just coming up to a, an age now whereby they probably need to start knocking, aren't they, Puzz?
3: Yeah, I think it's sensible, getting him getting him back, getting him playing at a higher level. It made me laugh because I think, the, I think it, right I following it on Twitter and they the recalled him and everyone were like, oh, no, that means Corville's, you know, going to be injured. doubtful for the rest of the season and about 10 minutes later, we we're like, oh, no, he's going to play. <laughs> Don't really know why they needed to do it in two separate things, but anyway... Probably got a few more interactions with the club account or for analytical purposes or whatever. But yeah, I think getting these young lads out on loan and playing. I think, well, with in regards to Kieran Harrett, I've uh, originally thought, oh, does that mean there's going to be uh, an opportunity to bring a striker in? And then I listened to Carlos's comments where he was sort of debating between uh, Fraser Campbell and Jordan Rose on bench, saying that we play one up front. There's only room for one on the bench. So if it's not going to be Kieran Harrit or you know likely to be him, then it makes massive sense for him to go out on loan and. You know, 2-2 two two, I think it is at Port Vale. So, you know, no better start to to his life as a first-team footballer than that. And he'll just do him well, you know, having half a season there. And then you start to look and think, you know, Fraser Campbell, I believe, is out of contract at the end of this year. Uh, Keen Harrit fills that space quite nicely. Maybe we are room to bring someone in over summer. And, yeah, you know, I know it goes to watch B-team football and we speak to him regularly about it, but it doesn't seem as intense down there as what it might do at league level. So... The more of these younger players that go out and get experience in in commons proper football, the better for me.
1: Very good. Yeah, so uh potentially we, we could see the back. There's a couple of questions come through on here from uh there's five six seven eight. Um he said, Will Roman Emma Green Green take Colwell's position? Um surely that'd be more for Critchlow. I think what I'm alluding to there is I think Roman Emmonds Green is seen as the one who's more likely to step into, into the back three next year. He wouldn't play on the left, no, he'd be on the right hand side, which then causes a, another issue, doesn't it, with who would replace Colwell directly on the left. But in the team, uh, you would expect to remind him that Green is the top of, that, uh, top of that queue, is what I, uh, what I meant there. Uh, Richard Hookie says squad for next season is getting stronger without spending money. Looking good. Uh, I think both playing either side of Pearson next season will be great with Lees and Sa as backup. Uh, Cosy, you wanted to have a rant.
4: Yeah, we're going to set, but I think, Pozzy, you sent a message to me, and, you know, again, deep down, I don't want to, like, diss it, but deep down, I don't think we are a playoff team, but you don't want it just to fade away, a bit like last season, Poz, you know, when it was just a disaster, when it got to March, and you were, like, putting your cushion over your eyes when you are watching them games and eye-follow and stuff, and I think it's so important that, God, we haven't even lost, to be fair, and it's, like, the end of the world, but, yeah if we're being brutally honest, we're not ready, I don't think, to kind of crash them playoffs. But I just think we need to, uh, you know, look at kind of the positive of last season, where we were and where we are now and stuff like that as so well. If we can get the ownership, uh, you know, sorted and that as well. And maybe, you know, kind of tie, you know, Thomas down a little bit and O'Brien, hopefully we can keep him the summer hat. Honestly, there's a lot to be positive about on that as well. I just think it's, it's it says it all to me how I'm far with progress that, you know, there was such an uproar last night, you know, people that we have wood and bloody hell, fire, like, honestly, the time the last two, three seasons, God, you know, a win at, at like 10 to 5 on a Saturday were like, you know, a luxury really and that's all well. now we're kind of expecting it so for me, that's really good and that as well so I just think you've just got a bit, you know, positive things are going in the right direction, we've got a couple of guys on loan, obviously, arrogant and that as well and hopefully one or two gems can come through you can get the ownership sorted out. I think, you know, we, we've only got to look down the road again, at like Bradford or other teams, Sunderland is struggling to get out of the, we've been Wednesday and stuff like that as well. I just think.
1: That's because Bradford is shy, mate.
4: Yeah, <laughs> it's not. I think, I think you're right. But, you know, I just think it just felt like we were just on a relentless, de- you know, downward spiral and that as well. And to me now it's, it's kind of bottomed out where we're throwing punches, we're asking questions, we're, we're talked about as playoff contenders on a lot of these, uh, you know, I did a thing with Talk Spot with uh, Natalie Sawyer and, and Tony Cascarino on Saturday morning and stuff. And, and they were really talking, us up the playoff spots, you should win this. And are you going to go up? And it, it's, it's incredible how, uh, you know, they, they can't believe it. that They were saying to me, they can't believe that, you know, they we were, were expecting... We were on Talk to spot, was it? You what, it, mate? We were, we
5: were on Talk spot.
4: Yeah, top spot. You, you just first, not eh?
5: mentioned it, mate. That's all. You just not mentioned it. So,
4: uh yeah, sorry. Right. Why were you at half six on the morning, mate? Don't you be giving me nappies, no, that That's because what I was doing asleep. because you were asleep, mate, as well. Like, I wish I was asleep. Yeah, Matt Oh yeah, pass it on the cozy because he's, he's only one. That'll be stupid enough to go up at half six on the morning. Yeah, but... No way, we're getting yeah, up half no. six. No way. Well, again, yeah, to, but from the outside looking analysis. in, there, just like, how the hell is this happening? You know, you have been poor for so long. We thought you were going to be League One bound and stuff like that as well. And then when you tell them, but but again, it's like underpinned with solid defence and probably a bit of sober Thomas, sober Thomas and that as well. But that's what I mean. We're, we're doing so well, and there's so much more that can be, you know, happening in that as well. So yeah, I think it'll be interesting next couple of weeks in the window, do you? What do you think, guys? Do you think we'll get someone in or not? It's it's weird, isn't it? Now every single season that seems to go on with this January window, the less and less players seem to get signed, though that it's it just seems to be a non event half of the time.
5: I, I, think- I, I think we're probably I think a loan signing is most likely someone from the Premier League. Um but I think they might wait towards the end of the window and wait to see where COVID's at. African Cup of Nations before some of the Premier Leagues let players go, would be my view.
1: It's the build up of the games, mate. It's the build-up of games with uh, with COVID, you know, that a lot of teams are going to have to play three mm-hmm. games a week, and that's what worries me if we're getting a loan, is that, you know, people are going to, well, teams are going to sort of hold on to the bigger squads because they might need it come season end. I think that's, uh, you know, dangerous That's good, you know, I
4: have no clue about Levi Colwell, by the way. I like Tony. Big Chelsea, man, Tony. In- <laughs> yeah, I would yeah. Get, I would, there's a guy in there who will be on, on loan for us who will be playing for, I've got to say England, in three seasons, a bit, a bit ambitious there, and but... Well, who's that? Like, yeah, Levi Coler? <laughs> yeah, it's uh,
1: probably no, probably it's, as much of a Chelsea man as he is Irish. If you read his uh,
4: yeah, God, another uh, yeah. no, no name dropper, and that's all. Well, but Graham Van Does some amazing. Uh, I didn't even know he was. To be honest with you, I bet him in steam in Northfield after we played Middlesbrough. This guy, we had a good few drinks and swapped. Uh, you know what you do now, swap Twitter handles and stuff. And he, he's a cartoonist for the Yorkshire Post, but he said to me, he "says I'll see you in uh, May uh, at Wembley, the Middlesbrough, Borussia Playoff Final and stuff." And he still said it last night. You know, <laughs> and that's obviously, well, obviously, butter are flying at the moment and that as well. But it's, uh, I think it's what I really like about it is it's great that others are, are taking notice of us and that as well, which to me just proves that, you know, sometimes we're on a downer with this club and we're, we get down in the dumps, but. Other people are looking from the outside, thinking, "Oh, this is your town are doing really well," and that's. And I don't want to go over old ground, but that's where it's kind of the, you know, Carlos has done a good job, but obviously some people think they should be doing better, and this, that, and the other. But it's, uh, yeah, no, honestly, it's honestly 16th for Jan. Like you said, pause, to be where we are, where we are now, it's honestly it's beyond as wild as dreams really. But like you said, we just don't want it to bottom out and that as well. And then all of a sudden we slide down because it could easily happen. Like we've been 17th, or 18th, for it's flat and that as well so no they, we need to keep our foot the uh, accelerator button man
1: that's it for all, all I've got because you wanted to have a rant about covid didn't you but i think that's all I've got on my agenda this week so if you were no, to see, take it, it,
4: it, it away so or... well. you know what if if i were a, a youth player like at one of these clubs and that as well it's a disgrace isn't it really i mean that that arsenal thing just takes the piss and it's like if you're a young player it's, it's almost like the the kind of the people in the clubs are saying look we don't trust you you know to play for our club and that as well it's disgusting if i were a young player there and he's thinking wow i could get a chance here because there's a few people out and that as well and it's like oh no we're not you know we haven't got as main players in there and that as well it's a joke and honestly like obviously i'm in spain but there's no way games are getting called off here man they're playing with whatever you know if even it's like c team and stuff like that as well guys are getting drafted in and you know it's same in germany i think by munich had a 16 year old playing the other day on that as well and it's just a joke and it would obviously gonna happen in that as well, that teams were gonna, you know, use it for their benefit and that as well. Like Arsenal played on Thursday night and all of a sudden, you know, they uh, they can't get a team out on Sunday and stuff. And honestly, Sai, what's the point of having this like fifty man squads and that as well if these guys aren't aren't getting in and that as well? And I just think because we've you know, we've played pretty much through the pandemic and that as well, and we've been kind of lucky really, haven't we? We haven't had to-
5: Two things on on the Arsenal one particularly. Two two things on the Arsenal one for me. One, the have of the African Cup of Nations as a reason why they can't get a team out. Fucking hell, no one saw that That's coming, did they? That's been kind of the yeah, plan yeah. for God knows how long. Do you know what I mean? Well, plan for it. Second one, let Ainsley Maitland-Niles go on loan early last week. Do you know what I mean? Let him ship them off to Roma. Well, then you've only got yourselves to blame. Get them Didn't playing. Didn't
4: have the twenty-three game as well on Friday night, just after the like trying to get that game oh, pulled way. off on that as well, but. But what's the point of like you're almost like just saying these other you know, these development teams, what's the we're not we don't trust you and that as well. It must be good. It's like any people who goes into work tomorrow. You always want to dream big. You always want to think you've got a chance to progress up your ladder and that as well. And it's like you're basically saying to these guys, look, we don't we don't think you're good enough to wear the shirt and that as well. We'll we want our game called off on that as well. And I get like one or two key name key names to play, but you might come across a gem on that as well. It really gets my head. In. Doesn't matter. I know Gary Neville's on it big at the moment and stuff like that as well. But I can't believe the Premier League buckled and con- cancelled that game today uh, at the Emirates. I think it was on that as well. It, it's just bollocks on that as well. And you know, it's under, uh, this, under the same you know,
1: context, mate. We could have had three months of last season called off with the amount of injuries that we had. You know, yeah. we, it's it's a farce how clubs are, are citing injuries. And there's a club a club up the road that none of us have particularly much fondness for got a game called off because of injuries, and they had a few staff people had COVID. It's like come off it. You know, there should there should be a very well, clear... Of <laughs> well, very close. But, you know, there should, there should be a very clear mandate of X amount of players have COVID, you get it called off. Injuries should never, ever, ever come into it. Teams have had to play through injuries. Do you remember Middlesbrough when they had to call a game off in the 90s through injuries? They had two points deducted and they got relegated. You know, it's just an absolute joke now where people are going, actually, do you know what? We haven't got our best team available this week. Let's get it called off. And it's bullshit. Mm,
3: listen... I had to play with 10 men today, under 13, Field Junior Football League. No games called off there. If it's good enough for us. It's good enough for Premier League. I agree with that. Si. Get it played. These clubs are quite happy to play number 97 in FA Cup, aren't they? So what's wrong with playing them in Premier yeah, that, League? You know, that's a great point, If it's good enough for one competition, it's good enough for other. You can't have, you can't have nearly 100 players on books. And I know like they have registered squads in Premier League and all that sort of stuff, but... Yeah, you see. Oh, look at Liverpool, man! They all false positives. Has someone been going around with Coca Cola and dropping it on you know? Lemon, isn't it? It's the old lemon school, juice uh, on the lemon, coal, LFT. Water, I you can some <laughs> yeah, what about the
4: African Nations Cup? What about that dude blowing up five minutes and then doing it again? Oh. And uh, you know, like honestly, I don't. Know we're going out of tangent here, but it's uh, honestly what a weird stage January. It just feels really weird, and that as well. Before we go we talked about it last week and we said, club, please, £10 for Russell Town v. Barnsley. Because, yeah, honestly, 15 I know it's only five, but people, <laughs> loads of people who are not 15, are not coming. Brilliant, bravo, you know, Russell Town. I hope they're rewarded with a good crowd and that. So, I'd like to think that certainly Barnsley will bring a few more and that as well. It's, is, it, uh, is
3: the announced ticket prices cost? Is it a £10? Ten, yeah, ten ten pounds pounds f-
4: yeah, 10 and five. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, really good. And, it well and plus another thing as well, bloody hell, we're on Sky three in a row, aren't we? Like Stoke, uh, Preston that, that midweek and that as well and uh, Sheffield United has been moved on that as well. So like we mentioned now, all of a sudden it's like people are taking interest in us now. So,
1: Fulham, Fulham's on Sky as well. So as it's a thinking.
4: bit of a blow that, isn't it, really, for some people. 12, 30 kick-off on a Saturday but... People want to, you know, put us Town on TV. That's what I mean. There's such positivity I think, I think there. That's more
3: than, than down, if I'm
4: honest. Oh, God, mate. Did you watch the last few games? I watched them, it gets ready. Bloody Still hell. About 100 goals mate,
3: in three games, man. When we're
4: playing Fulham, mate, I'll be watching like this. <laughs> <laughs> and like that. <laughs> but yeah, mm. you never know. Last time we were down there, we're well, quality. Remember that? Smith Row were on fire. We were three down on it, three two. And I thought we were going to. Kind of come back on that as well. It's uh, yeah, there's the division's taking shape now. Cause it took a while, and it but like Fulham, Fulham are on fire. Bournemouth were all over the shop, but you know West Brom, Middlesbrough, Mounting a charge. I think Stoke of Stoke looked good today, but oh crap! But like yeah, it's uh, it we're being nice. We're a long yeah. shot, but we're enjoying ourselves just really like punching really that way. Definitely yeah. be interesting.
1: I think that's it. I think we'll probably go before Cosy hits the roof. And, uh, you know, thanks to everybody who's joined us online. Uh, Thanks for your comments. JH7's finished it by saying uh, generally thinks a couple of signings could cement a place in the top six. Seems a strange thing to say after the last couple of years. But this league is bizarre this season. Anything could happen and amen to that. So thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks to Magic Rock for sponsoring. Uh, And the podcast will be out in the usual places in about an hour's time.
2: There's a team that is dear to its followers. The colours are bright, blue and white. They're a team of renown. They're the pride of the town, and the game of football is their delight.
0: Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
1: Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley.
5: Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via Delivery afterwards. Three points, not Nugget share box, spot on. Order delivery now by the McDonald's app. You in.
1: At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.